0: Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Having It All podcast. I am your friend, your colleague in this experience of creating an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and we got some good stuff today. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm just coming off of a uh, a back-to-back recording session, so I'm flowing with the energy from the previous episode that I recorded into this one, and that means you all get the benefit. I'm like, I'm at an 11 right out the gate. (laughs) Sometimes it takes me a minute to get that energy all the way up to an 11, but right now it's there, so... Welcome to the show. If this is your first time here, thank you, thank you so much. I am super grateful that you took a risk to try out this podcast because you have a finite amount of time. And you know what? You could have chosen to listen to a whole bunch of shows, but you chose this one. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Today's conversation, I'm getting back into seven habits of highly effective people to talk about something that impacts every single one of us. I'm talking about two circles, two circles. And one of those circles creates really amazing things in our lives. Another one of those circles results in some not so many, some not so great things. <laughs> and we operate from one of those circles for most of the time. So that's all I'm going to say until we get into the meat. But first, let's talk about some magic. So magic is our ability to influence ourselves, others, and life in an empowering way. And the reason why we recognize magic at the top of every episode is because I want you to realize how freaking magical you are, how influential you are, how powerful you are, because you truly are. But you're missing it. You aren't really grasping it fully. If you did, you'd realize wow, I already have an abundant, loving life. I don't need to listen to Matthew anymore. <laughs> I hope you don't do that, but you know, I do want you to know that, man, you are just so freaking magical. You're creating magic all the time. So I share my examples so that you can take a moment to reflect and say, you know what, where am I creating some magic in my life? So my magic right now is that I completed a full week of mental deposits on myself. And I'm talking about the trust challenge. Last week was the mental week. Right now we're in Uh, social deposits. But last week was mental and it was a bit challenging for me. But you know what? I showed up. I showed up despite circumstances, despite my feelings, despite things that were going on and thoughts in my mind. I showed up for myself every single day and I made those mental deposits. And that is magical. Yes. Yes. And a bunch of you all showed up for yourselves too. I know because I'm watching you. I'm watching you post in the Facebook group. It's a beautiful thing. There's about 100 of us right now who are participating in the trust challenge currently. And that's an amazing thing. It really is. And if you haven't joined us yet, and if you're interested in building your relationship to yourself, in strengthening your ability to trust yourself, in strengthening your ability to count on yourself, no matter what the circumstances are, then I invite you to join us. It's totally free. Totally free. And I guarantee you're going to walk away feeling like, wow, you know what? Okay, I learned something about myself. You can find out information at matthewbivins.com slash trust. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. this is a cool um, cool outreach from one of you all, amazing listeners. This one comes from John. And John hit me up on Instagram. And John, I appreciate your note. I appreciate your message uh, because you were you vulnerable. And I love when I'm seeing other people be vulnerable because then I know you're on the verge of a breakthrough. Breakthrough happens when you're able to humble yourself, to recognize, you know what, I don't have it all figured out. And to open yourself up. That's what being vulnerable is all about. Exposing those areas of your life that you don't want people to know about. I don't want anybody to know about my relationship struggles. Oh, let me hide them. Nah. So, John, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you reaching out, writing the message, and just getting into conversation with me. I really, really do. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So, thank you. If anybody else wants to hit me up and get into a conversation, you can do so on Instagram on the gram. I think is, people call it that, IG. <laughs> and my Instagram name is Matthew underscore Bivens. Yes. All right. I'm, I'm itching to get into today's conversation. So in the last episode um, or a previous episode, I don't really know when I'm going to publish this one in relation to the other one. But in a previous episode, I talked about seven habits of highly effective people And I talked about habit number one, be proactive. I read some passages and I, and I gave some additional information about why being proactive is so crucial if you want to experience an abundant, loving life. Proactivity is that first thing that you really need to embody. Being proactive, right? Recognizing that you have the opportunity to mold and shape your world and your experiences. And truly understanding that everything you're experiencing today is the result of decisions you made yesterday. Because if, if you fail to grasp that, then guess what? You're not going to get this whole being proactive thing. And you're probably going to be sitting back on the sidelines of life, waiting for things to come to you, watching as things happen to you, as opposed to getting in the game, playing life, playing to win, showing up powerfully, and being proactive. So it's so crucial that you really understand that where you are today is the result of decisions you made yesterday and the day before that and the week before that and the year before that. And therefore, if you want to be somewhere different tomorrow, if you want to have a different financial experience, if you want to have a different relationship, if you want to have a different job, a different family dynamic, guess what? You've got to start making different decisions. And that's all about being proactive. So that's what I talked about in the previous episode. Now, today, I want to dig into a little bit more of what Covey talks about in that Be Proactive chapter. This one is all about what we call the circle of influence versus circle of concern. So, I'm going to read a little passage here because Covey's already written it so well. I don't have to do a whole lot of, <laughs> of, of, of extra work here. He's already written some stuff. So I'm gonna read a couple paragraphs and then I'm gonna get into unpacking this a bit. So Covey writes, another excellent way to become more self-aware regarding our own degree of proactivity is to look at where we focus our time and energy. We each have a wide range of concerns. Our health, our children, problems at work, the national debt, nuclear war, We could separate those from things in which we have no particular mental or emotional involvement by creating what's called a circle of concern. As we look at those things within our circle of concern, it becomes apparent that there are some things over which we have no real control and others that we can do something about. We can identify those concerns in the latter group, the ones that we can do something about, by circumscribing them within a smaller circle of influence. So if you, to, to create a visual right now, what, I, what you've got is sort of a bullseye with just two circles, a big circle and a little circle. The big circle is your circle of concern. That's the stuff, like Covey said, your health, your children, problems at work, national debt, nuclear war. Some of those things are going to be in your circle of concern because those are things that you may not be able to control. And then that smaller circle is your circle of influence. Those are the things that you can actually influence. You can influence the outcome of those things. So for example, like what can you do right now to influence the outcome of the national debt? What can you do right now to influence the outcome of a war going on in another country? Probably not a whole lot. Yet, there are many of us who choose to get very wrapped up in the national debt, who place a lot of emotional energy in what's happening with the national debt, who feel stressed out and anxious about the national debt. That is the type of thing that Covey is illuminating right now, all right? So I'm going to read on. By determining which of these two circles, circle of concern versus circle of influence, is the focus of most of our time and energy, we can discover much about the degree of our proactivity. So what he's saying is, when you figure out where you spend most of your time and energy, whether it's a circle of concern or circle of influence, then you know how proactive you're actually being in your life. And you can make a guess. Which do you think is more proactive, operating in your circle of concern or operating out of your circle of influence? It's your circle of influence because that's where you can actually influence things, all right? I'll read on. Proactive people focus their efforts in the circle of influence. They work on the things they can do something about. The nature of their energy is positive, enlarging and magnifying, causing their circle of influence to increase. So the more that you focus your time and energy on those things that you can actually impact in your life, then guess what? The things that happen in your life grow and they expand. Your circle of influence gets bigger. You can influence more things simply by focusing on the things you can influence. Reactive people, on the other hand, focus their efforts in the circle of concern. They focus on the weaknesses of other people, the problems in the environment, and circumstances over which they have no control. Their focus results in blaming and accusing attitudes, reactive language, and increased feelings of victimization. The negative energy generated by that focus combined with neglect in areas they could do something about causes their circle of influence to shrink. So what Covey is saying is that people who are reactive, right? And because this whole chapter is about being proactive, we can assume that living a reactive life is not very effective in creating the life that you want, right? So people who are reactive, they focus their their energy on their circle of concern. They focus it on problems within their environment. They focus their energy on circumstances that they cannot control, Maybe you're in a, a tough job and you're focusing so much on the style of your boss or you're focusing so much on what's happening with your coworker. You're focusing so much on the, the, the state of the marketplace, things that you cannot control. And so your influence starts to shrink and shrink and shrink because you're focusing on those things in your circle of concern. I'm gonna read on, last little bit. As long as we are working in our circle of concern, we empower the things within it to control us. We aren't taking the proactive initiative necessary to effect positive change. Covey goes on to give an example about something he said earlier in the book and ends with this really powerful statement. He says, by working on ourselves, instead of worrying about conditions, we were able to influence the conditions. And that is a huge, huge takeaway from this conversation about circle of influence or circle of concern. When you're focused on the conditions, when you're focused about what's happening with your spouse and you really want to change what's going on in your relationship by focusing on your spouse and saying, well, when you do this and when you behave this way and when you start showing up like this and when you stop doing that, then things in the relationship are going to be better. Things in our marriage are going to be better. Things in our family are going to be better. When you're focusing your energy like that, you're operating squarely in your circle of concern. You can't control your spouse's stress. And I use spouse as an example because I think most of us have been in some sort of relationship and we know what it's like when we focus our energy on that other person and fixing or changing the other person rather than focusing the energy on ourselves. So what Covey says is that When we take that energy and we focus it inward on what we can influence, which is ourselves, because you can't always influence them, but you can always influence yourself, guess what? You end up influencing them anyway. By focusing on yourself, you end up influencing the conditions. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. <sighs> Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase over 18+ terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And so this this concept of circle of concern versus circle of influence is so key for all of us to understand. Because right now, you're going through some sort of challenge in your life. Right now, something's happening to you that you don't love. It creates anxiety. It makes you nervous. It just feels off and you don't dig it. And I want you to critically sit down and think. When it comes to how you're approaching that challenge, are you operating from your circle of concern? Are you putting your time and energy into the things that you cannot control or Are you operating out of your circle of influence? Are you focusing on yourself and how you can show up differently to create a different outcome? If you're focusing on your circle of concern, guess what? That challenge is not going to go anywhere. It's probably only going to get bigger and you're just going to feel more frustrated about it, more helpless, more like a victim to people, to circumstance, to environment. That just is what it is. It's not personal. It simply is what it is. But you do have the option, you do have the choice to now start focusing on your circle of influence, what you can control. You can control how you show up. You can control how you relate to something. You can control how you respond to a stimulus versus reacting to a stimulus. You have the ability to control all of that. And it's when we really start to understand that we are either in one circle or another in any given scenario, then we can see where, where are my feet planted? Am I standing in my circle of concern? If I am, I need to get the heck out of this because nothing is going to happen by me focusing on those things that I can't control. But it's so easy to do that because a lot of times we hang out in our circle of concern because we don't want to take responsibility. A lot of times it's easier to blame others to blame your partner, to blame your boss, to blame your parents, to blame all sorts of things, to blame the economy, to blame the president, to blame whatever about why things are happening in your life. It's easier to do that than it is for you to be like, you know what, what I'm experiencing in my life right now is a result of me, is a result of my decisions, is a result of who I am being, much more difficult to do that. I've been in a, a small accountability group for a number of years. And we do this thing called Epic Challenge, where each week, one person in the group presents a challenge to everybody else to get some collective feedback. You, know, you get six different perspectives looking at your challenge and giving you some ways that you might be able to overcome it, help you get unstuck. And when we're crafting our epic challenges because, you know, it's very, very helpful, not only for everybody in the room, but for the person who is sharing the challenge, it's very helpful for them to be able to state succinctly what their challenge is. And a lot of times people say, I want to make more money. My challenge is financial. My challenge is that my boss won't give me a promotion and I'm due for a promotion and it's tough because my apartment rent is going up and I've got this you know, this sick pet that I needed to be taken care of and so I got bills and that's the challenge. And so what we do is we, we work on taking that challenge and crafting it into a statement that begins with, who do I need to be to blank? Who do I need to be to attract a new job of a higher salary that has all the benefits that I need? Because, and I'm going to tie it back in the circle of influence and circle of concern right here, because when we present our challenges in life as my boss this, no promotion, got this going on, pets are sick, bills, we're hanging out in a circle of concern. You can't do anything about any of that stuff but when we start to reshape that challenge and we say who do i need to be to create a new job for myself that meets my salary requirements and then some well now we've just taken that thing that's been such a big challenge that we've we've had external and now we've brought the focus back on ourselves because now you can begin to influence yourself in a way to create what it is that you want to create so I share that because I want you to think about that challenge that you're currently experiencing in your life. The way that you currently define the challenge, are you defining it external? Are you saying, my spouse is blank? My my biggest challenge right now is my relationship with my my wife because she's so stressed out and her stress makes me stressed out and we get into fights because, you know, that type of statement or... Who do I need to be to lead my family in a powerful direction? Who do I need to be to create amazing relationship with my spouse that's synergistic, that's loving, that's deep, that's connected, that's intimate? Those are two very, very different statements. And when you ask that question, right, when you ask that question in that way, guess what happens to your thought process about solving that question? You start to think of things that are within your circle of influence, That's why I present a scenario like that. So it's so, so important that you get circle of influence versus circle of concern because you're hanging out in one of those circles right now. I guarantee it. You're spending most of your time approaching problems in one of those circles right now. And the more that you move into your circle of influence, the more that you're going to be able to actually impact in an empowering way the things that you want to impact the more you're going to be able to create the results in your life that you want. The more that you're going to feel that you are living an abundant, loving life because you're being proactive, because you're focusing on the things that you can influence, rather than saying, stuff out there is the cause of my problems. The environment is why things are so bad. My spouse is this, that, and the other. So, I really just want you to take a moment and after this episode's done or pause it right now, whatever, just reflect. Pick the top one or two things that are really going on in your life that are really just, man, you just would love to shift them. You'd love to change them. You'd love to experience something different. And determine whether or not your approach is an approach coming from a circle of concern or influence. When you do that, I guarantee you're gonna start to at least feel a bit more proactive because now you're gonna be aware. Now you're going to know, okay, wow, you know what? I've been hanging out my circle of concern. What do I need to do to get back into my circle of influence? Who do I need to be to create XYZ change? That's the type of statement that's going to get you places, guaranteed. Guaranteed. So if you haven't picked up a copy of this book yet, please do. Go pick it up. Go on Amazon. You can probably find a paperback version for cheap and start reading this book. It's amazing. It truly is. And when you read it, if you have questions, hit me up. Email me. Message me on Instagram. Ask me questions about things that you've read in 7 Habits. Because I love sharing this stuff. I get My, my, my saw gets sharpened each time that I'm explaining concepts from this book. It just helps me. So I love it. I, and I love passing this information, passing these resources on to you. Because other people pass them to me. My dad first handed me this book when I was single digits. Later on, my life coach said, let's go read Seven Habits again. And here I am with you passing this stuff back on down to you. You know, we're just we're just playing it forward. So go pick it up, read it, hit me up, mattcbivins at gmail.com or Instagram, Matthew underscore Bivens, And let's just keep having powerful conversations because it's by, you know, learning concepts like this, it's by choosing powerfully, it's by, you know, creating healthy habits in your life, instilling healthy habits into your life. It's by aligning with principle, aligning with values that we get to have it all, that we get to experience an abundant, loving life. That's how we do it. So thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I appreciate you. Can't wait to hang out in our next episode. My name is Matthew Bivens. Here's to you having it all.